Get ready to listen, learn, and earn CE hours. This podcast features content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com slash podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits. Welcome back to episode two. Let's jump right back into the discussion. We talk about travel nursing and the very first thing that most people think about nurses, right, is how much you're getting paid. Like travel nurses are walking out with golden pants and golden t-shirts and like platinum headbands because they're getting paid all of this money, right? That's that's what we think. I mean, like y'all, the Bill Gates of the nurses. For so, the record, okay? On here, <laughs> travel nurses, if you're thinking about it, if you're doing it already, do not air that out, okay? Especially in a dating scenario. Do not. People yeah. think, people <laughs> think, I mean, they really think we're out here just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, rolling it. Just rolling in the dough. That's the I idea, don't right? I understand where that came about. I mean, I, I understand it came from COVID. However, you know, I've had numerous interviews with news stations and newspapers such as Wall Street Journal and things, and they talk about the money that travel nurses make. And I always have to go back and tell them, you know, yeah, at some point we were making $10,000, $11,000 a week. Okay, but we didn't tell you that we were working 70, 80 hours a week, right? Mm, people don't want to talk about that, right? <laughs> We didn't tell you we were bagging bodies, okay, for most of the time. Mm. So in the meantime, our souls are getting destroyed in the process. We're traumatized. There's no amount of money that we can pay for therapy to undo the damage that we've seen. So $10,000 a week was a figure to justify some of the risks that we took in pulling away from our families, going into unknown chartered territories where we didn't know if COVID would kill us, would not. I mean, I got sick on assignment. I had nurses like literally, you know, from New York. I went to New York when COVID first hit and we had nurses flying home after two days saying they couldn't do it anymore. They couldn't. So to talk about the money, that's, yeah, okay. The money, the money was good. However, there are people that do way less work and make that kind of money on a daily basis. So I don't see why nursing has to be at the front and center of a conversation when you're talking about us trying to keep people alive. We're still held to the carpet. We're, we're going to be criminalized if we make an error. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. the risk did not outweigh the money. It, it really yeah. It, no, it I love that. I love that you said that. You know, what happened to those? It's terrible to hear, but I mean, I get it. I can't lie. I get it. I'm a nurse. The nurses that you even spoke about that started assignments and probably were feeling like the world was quite literally crumbling. And, and you said, decided, hey, I'm leaving. Does that happen often? And I, maybe not today, right? But I imagine in, when COVID was at its peak. And then what happens if you just walk out on an assignment? I'm sure it wasn't like that, I mean, but what happens if you feel like I can't complete this? I can't do this. Out on an assignment, um, 
generally means you do finish the shift, but then you just don't come back for the rest of your shift scheduled. Um, you know, I, I've only seen a few cases where a nurse, where nurses have been actually pulled off of their assignment in the middle of their shift and sent home. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, what happens when that happens? Uh, well, other nurses have to pick up the patients, but it, it's usually because either a huge medical error or, um, you know, they've tried to pass for experienced nurses and they're really not. So now people's caught on to them. Um, and that's why I yeah. speak about having that experience beforehand because, you know, you can BS yourself if you want to, but you can't BS experienced nurses that know that know what they're doing. And I have to say, and, and I'm not ashamed to say it, but I've reported a few because I mean, it was blatant. What they were doing was not, you know, proper nursing care. So yeah, and it's dangerous. It is. It is. It's we have to put patients first and, and I hate that culture of having to report people, but you know, what if that was my mom? What if that was somebody else's grandmother, my friend's parents or or somebody, these are people, you know, and that's why experience is important. Integrity is important. That's why, you know, I hate the narrative when the media says, oh, travel nursing, it's just lucrative. And what about the integral, the legal parts of it? Where if I make a mistake, I can't take it back because I gave too much drug to somebody because I put a zero in the wrong place. What about that? Right. Right. And that's such a huge thing, you know, and to your point, I had seen stories during the peak of COVID about that. And I heard stories about nurses that were fluffing their resumes, fluffing their experience for the sake of just trying to get into a travel nurse position in a state that was paying like the most. I think, I'm not sure. I know New York was one of those that was paying a lot. Some of the, the states, I don't know who was actually paying the most. He was paying the least at the time, but you saw people trying to do these sideways crooked things to try to get in there because you're right travel nursing really was advertised in this way of like a bunch of money doing what you already do and that really that that was not the reality and that should never have been the narrative um you know because as much as they advertised the money that was being paid out they should have advertised also the collateral damage that we were going to endure in terms of being away from our loved ones so long, working in, in places that literally made us isolate every day because we're in just singular boxes of hotel rooms and we couldn't really go anywhere. You know, what about our mental health the whole time? We have nobody to talk to because nobody understands. I mean, you've got half the country out there still doesn't even think COVID is real. Imagine that. Right. So I I hate that they really use that narrative um, to just describe travel nursing, because again, I've sat in on several interviews and I've corrected reporters myself as well to say, okay, yes, the money was there. However, no average human being works 60 to 80 hours a week to make that money. They're either going to make it within their 40 hours or they're just not going to make it. Right. Nobody is working mm-hmm. 60 to 80 hours a week unless you're like a medical resident or something of the sort, but, you know, to, to gain your expertise. But 
that is not a reasonable work week and that's not sustainable. Right. That's not that. That's why those rates were so high, because the expectation was that you were going to go in there and just work, 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 work out of five out of seven working days. You were going to at least work five to six. So, yeah, Yeah. of course, they had to justify paying you that much because they were going to work you just that much. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, this is I think this is the right time now. We started this conversation off, and the very first thing I said was I'd worked with travel nurses before in the past, right? So when I was working bedside, and my background is pediatrics, ICU as well. I worked in the PICU and ED and trauma. I did all that and loved it. And I, honest to God, we worked with a lot of travel nurses, and I thought travel nurses were just the coolest because you saw all the things, right? You just saw all the things. And I thought, well, what a great resource this is, right? This nurse has done all and done all the things. And so that, you know, that was my experience. However, a couple of years into nursing, that starts to change a little bit. And the reason why is a lot of what we talked about. And I just want to put it out there. These are not even factual things, right? But just the perception, it comes back to that culture question that we talked about. So this has been my new, my new concern, right? Travel nursing blew up in this way that got very big during the pandemic makes a ton of sense. I think we all clearly understand where that need came from. And that that's great. Then we take that we take that same scenario. And we plug this in, right, to the the pandemic, travel nurses, who, to your point, Eva, you're totally right, started to already get this new air of who they were, these nurses just getting paid a bunch of money to do whatever they want. Couple that with the fact that you are isolated, you are away from your home, you are in this new reality that we're all just trying to navigate together. Couple that with nurses that are working already in that hospital that is their home hospital that are also feeling all of the breakdown of the world in COVID. Couple that with the perception that they have of travel nurses. And and to my point, it creates this very like messy, chaotic type of culture. And it's something that I saw firsthand with my peers, my friends happening both ways, travel nurses you know, staff nurses working in their hospital. And it was a very, you know, I got to tell you, it was a really ugly time. It was ugly. It was nurses against nurses in this time where really like we needed to band together and we needed to figure out how to utilize our voice and our expertise to get through this, get our patients through this, get our facilities through this. So that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. And, you know, I think about a new travel nurse who's taking on an assignment in this way and what they might be feeling as they're kind of getting hit with all of these different things and external, you know, stimuli, good, bad, and other from the outside. And I just wanted to get your take on that, on the culture and how do we shift that narrative? How do we stop making this travel nurses, home nurses, the twain shall never meet? What's your opinion on So I'm going to give you my take based on my experience initially as the staff nurse who, you know, I I was staff. I was afloat, but I was still staff. Okay. I I was making whatever the hospital designated me to make. I was there. I didn't work anywhere else. I wasn't going anywhere. So 
I'm going to call myself the staff. Okay. At that time, we had travel nurses come in to our hospitals, different units, and I welcomed them. I befriended them. I was, and all of us were very nice to them, were very receptive to them because they did come with experience. They did come with, you know, different insights and, and, but they were also people that came to try to contribute to the culture and, and make the unit better and really dig in and and participate. And they would help pick up shifts where needed and they would, you know, they would flow and they wouldn't complain because they understood that that was part of their role. So now fast forward. Now I'm a travel nurse, brand new, going somewhere else to a unit that I'm not being received very well. Neither were my other colleagues who got there that weren't really received all that great either because you hear the disgruntledness of the nurses already on the unit as to, well, why can't the travel nurses do this? So I'm going to just give everybody a little background, okay? When you are deemed competent as a nurse, it's not just the state licensing board that gives you a license. Everywhere you work, there is a list of competencies that you have to complete to be deemed competent at your hospital, okay? Because of the nature of travel nursing, um, this is very true in ICU settings. And I'm speaking to ICU settings because that's pretty much the bulk of the work that I've done. There are certain places that will not let you touch certain devices or machines per se without you having gone through their competencies or their, um, whatever their process, their courses, whatever their learning process and, you know, certification competency, whatever you want to call it process is. Okay. Um, at the height, when COVID first started, I was still on assignment um, in South Florida. And, you know, we had a couple people come in that were like, maybe rule out, you know. But at that time, we had right. the testing that was like taking a couple days. So we had to isolate the patients. Well, our facility at that time said travelers could not go in those rooms. Because of the liability and they didn't want to have to, I guess, you know, settle with the agency for the time that we're out or whatever it was. It was, I'm sure it was a liability slash money issue. Right. Um, right. but the staff didn't understand that and they were upset. I mean, they were livid to the point where the comments were like, well, they make all this money. Why can't they go in the rooms and why can't they take these types of patients? And I literally yeah, I turned know. my head to one of them and I said, listen, Everything you're doing on this unit, I've done a hundred times over. If your manager and director don't let me, it's on them. So go be upset, but them not at me. And I had to literally snap right. at somebody and say that because you're making it a very uncomfortable environment for people who don't have the say. I can't go in and say what I'm going to do on the unit or whatnot. If the facility says you didn't, go through our course. So you can't take this type of device. They can't assign me that patient because that's their rules. 
And as a traveler, I'm going into somebody's house. I have to follow their rules. I have to operate based on their unit policies and procedures. I don't just get to go in and just run things and do what I want to do. Part of being a traveler is adaptability. And this is why travel nursing right now is getting such a bad rap because the people that went into it in the past two years, they went for the wrong reasons. They went for a buck. They didn't go because they're adaptable. Half the time they're complaining about everything. Why are you traveling if you're complaining? If you're if you're That's if you're at the nurses station crying about being home every day saying you miss your bed, why are you traveling? I, you know, so I see why it's gotten a bad rap. And that's why I I'm, I'm telling you I'm giving you both perspectives because as a person who's received travelers at their unit when I was a staff and as a new traveler somewhere and now intra covid and post covid, it's 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 changed. It's changed so much and not for the better, I have to say. No, you're totally right. And I appreciate you framing that up in that way and really putting the whole picture because, you know, you touched on this earlier too, and I couldn't agree more. I think we are not telling the whole story and we are not giving all the information. And unfortunately that happens so much, right? And 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 that's exactly it's a travel nurse, exactly. it makes a huge headline, not necessarily for the right reasons, just because travel nursing is a hot topic. So every now and again, a reporter who's reporting on it just wants to get a viewpoint from a travel nurse. They don't always even talk to the proper people who have the experience and the expertise and the know-how. They might've been talking to a Absolutely. travel nurse who just took one assignment during COVID and that's all they know. That's not it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is this is such a, a rub, I think, right? And this is the rub that really happens in nursing because when we get right down to it, and again, like these are just these are ongoing conversations we've all had in this profession, but that rub, you know, really is that money that they talk about so much, they being wherever we hear it in the media, wherever we hear it at work, it becomes the thing. Travel nursing is tied to all the money you're gonna make. And boy, are we leaving out a lot of the story? What your experience is going to be, what you're going to encounter, how much time, energy, effort, life, right, that, that goes on. And if we're mad about the money, and this is really just my thing, if they're mad about the money, travelers like Yvette are not paying herself, right? That's, that's a bigger conversation. That's, that's a bigger conversation. It's not the travel nurses that are, you know, funneling down that, that money. So we got to talk about it on a larger about the broken scale. healthcare system that's allowed these shortages over and over and over. COVID, all, right. COVID exacerbated. Right. COVID didn't start the shortage. Right. So let's be real on that. So can we right. be mad at the system? Pull the curtains back. You said it. You said it. You said it. So what's that look like now? You know, I'm wondering, you know, travel nurses who, who you know, were really out here helping all of us in healthcare, all of us on the front lines to get the work done that we needed to get done for our, our community, our fellow human beings. Now that, you know, we think that peak is over, what's, you know, what's travel nursing looking like well, now? I'm, I'm going to go back and just tell you also, um, you know, the 
the trust is also gone yeah. and you know staff mm-hmm. don't trust mm-hmm. travelers like they did because they they know that it could be somebody that buffered a resume or it could be somebody that has legit experience and you won't the staff won't know that until they get on the unit and watch their work and everything and you know the last place I was at, uh, the first couple weeks, it was hard because they didn't trust us. And, you know, we were a couple of black nurses going on to a primarily white unit. And that was a thing. And it was like, okay, they weren't speaking to us. They weren't coming to help us. They weren't offering us any type of support. They were just kind of letting us function until then they started to see, oh, you guys really have experience. Oh, you guys know what you're doing. Oh, oh the, then the narrative changes. And then by the end of the assignment, it's like, oh, man, you guys are so awesome. Oh, I hate you guys are leaving. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, we were here but you know, this. if you're not strong, if you're not of thick skin, if you don't have certain qualities that enable you to push past all of that negativity, it's very easy for you to get stuck and say, I mean, oh, no, I I can't do this because they're mistreating me. I've had several nurses there on that assignment during the time in the first few weeks that said, I don't like it here. I don't like the way they're treating us. I'm out of here. So, I mean, it is, it is, and I'm sorry for that, for the field of nursing, because again, like you said, when we're supposed to be in a time of unity and, you know, Nothing's ever going to change in nursing if nurses don't unite and fight the real problem. The real problem is not the travel nurses. We are just the byproduct. Say it louder for the people in the back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What are you up to, Yvette? What are you up to You know, now that we feel like we're kind of past this peak? And, and what are some of your other like travel nurse peers and friends up to, you know, what other opportunities have you gotten? So, in? um, all my friends for the most part are taking a break right now. Um, yeah, okay. I just finished in July. So I've been kind of sitting home all summer, just resting. I realized that in like three years, my, my place here has been like almost untouched. So I'm like, correspondence <laughs> is behind, you know, I'm like, I haven't even unpacked from two assignments ago <laughs> because everywhere I go, I collect more clothes, more this, depending on the climates, depending on where I'm at, what activities I'm doing, I collect more items. And before you know it, I have literally a stash of things in bins that I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Do I really need this? When am I planning yeah. to go out next? Am I going to keep traveling? Is this it for me? You know, I'm working on other things that are not necessarily bedside nursing related. They're more into business. So I, you know, I'm taking the time right now to kind of put forth some effort into that because on assignment, it was just impossible for me to really, really put the time in, you know, most of my assignments for the past three years have been like 50 to 70, 80 hour work weeks. Wow. You are consumed. Wow. Well, good for you taking a break. I think that that's good. You know, a little bit of rest that's probably well needed. Now, you know, I want to ask if you 
think about and just kind of reflect on your experience in travel nursing and maybe nursing in general, but specifically, you know, this new type of journey that you've been on traveling. Is there anything that, you know, we haven't touched on or spoken about yet that you would really want to leave our audience who's listening with just something, uh, your own little tidbit, your own little piece of advice or just a, a, a pearl of wisdom? What I would say, honestly, and I have no regrets. I love it. And I think at some point I would probably pick up and travel again. Um, I, I loved it. I got a lot out of it. I made new friends everywhere I went. I got a lot out of it. I made impact. And that's the thing. Yeah. Everywhere I went, I left the facility better than what it was. So when you want to talk about your thoughts on travel nursing and if you're going to do it, just do it for the right reasons. The money, yes, there's money there, but think about also the byproducts, what it can do to your mental health. If you're not used to being alone, if you've never left home, if you, if you have a circle of friends and now you can't see those people, now you, what your life looks like as a normal is going to be totally disrupted by travel nursing. So yeah. if you're not doing it for the right reasons, you're going to hate every minute of it. And you're going to just be, again, forever saying, oh, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get home. You know, weather, like I caught winter blues in Maryland. It was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I caught COVID. So that was. That was a horrible. <laughs> Those are not good gifts, but that's a great point. Even considering things like where you're traveling it, to. This is why I said the thought has to go a little bit deeper than just a buck. The money will be there, uh, yeah. you know, and if you love what you do, the money's going to come. But why are you doing it? Why, you know, be strategic about where you're going, why you're going, what you want to accomplish while you're there. And always understand that just as the facility is going to be lucky to have you, you are lucky to have that opportunity to do something that somebody else is wishing to do. So don't take that lightly and make sure you leave an impact because at the end of the day, it's all about the patients. Yeah, that's excellent. Eva, you've been a blast. You've been an absolute blast to speak to. It's been so great. You know, this is what happens when you put two South Florida folks together, especially nurses. <laughs> that's right. That's right. This has been great. You've shared a ton of great information and new things truly that I've learned about travel nursing. And quite honestly, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Um, COVID wasn't easy for anybody. It was really uneasy for nurses. And it was very tricky to navigate as travel nurses who really were to your point in it because there was a huge need. The world was crumbling and nurses were the right people to do this. And so thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for enduring all the chaos and the things that were hard and ugly and didn't feel good. And we just really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate all your time today and what thank you've you shared. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy and I'm honored. And honestly, thank you and, and Colibri Healthcare for having me on. So let me ask you, Eva, for you and for, for some of like your friends, your peers in travel nursing, what are they up to now that, that you know, the, the peak is kind of over? I'm just curious, like what other opportunities are they getting into or you're getting into beyond 
kind of what we talked about, travel nursing, working the bedside, getting slammed by COVID. So actually, um, my friends and I have ventured into a variety of things um, besides taking a break, okay? And that's going to be my first recommendation. Yeah, Take a break between assignments because the heaviness and, and everything you bring from one assignment, you don't want to carry it to the next. Not all experiences are going to be alike. And so you want to give yourself that kind of decompression time from one to the next if you're going to continue to travel. But for as far as my friends and I, um, so one of my best friends has gotten a couple properties and she's into real estate. Um, she's invested in the market. You know, she's she's doing OK. She's Very. doing OK. <laughs> you know, um, so one of my other friends is opening up a med spa. So she's getting all the way away from the bedside and onto the more aesthetics and, and med spa and wellness type arena. And um, a lot of nurses actually have gone that route. You know, they're um, doing injections, they're doing IV drip therapy, which, you know, my twin sister's um, in the process of launching hers. Oh, congratulations <laughs> to her. Thank you. <laughs> of course, she wants me to uh, be on standby for PR for her. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> but um, I am going a bit of a different route. Um, over the time with uh, this whole COVID waves and the whole time I've been uh, traveling for COVID, I've gained some media uh, experience along with having the opportunity to be featured on major networks and, you know, other print and news articles. So I have actually taken a media type track. Um, <laughs> so what you. Right. I don't think anybody can see my face, but I'm giving you the good for you nurse face. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, um, there's not really a whole lot of nurses involved heavily in the media because it's mainly doctors who have their TV shows or they're the ones that are always featured on the news and everything. But I think that it's time that nurses also get the opportunity to, to give their two cents and give their take because what it looks like for a doctor versus a nurse could be two different perspectives. And I think by now the public should be also privy to, you know, the roles of nurses and, and how we fit in in society overall, not just as a doctor's helper, not just as a bedside nurse or a clinic nurse, but that we can do other things as well. And I think nursing entrepreneurship is definitely on the rise. Yep. And it should be very interesting to see over the next couple of years, how many more different venues that nurses can get into and, and how they produce. I mean, we have, overall, we have the work ethic. We have know-how, even though we may not have the business knowledge, but that's teachable. Yep. We have the integrity among us overall, not saying all, but overall, uh, there are certain qualities uh, that to be in business are required and nurses pretty much have them all. Yeah, I agree. So I think that, um, you know, what I'm doing with media, um, I'm actually an executive contributor for a wellness magazine. Awesome. 
I have my website. Uh, you can check it out at www.frontlinelife.co. Um, I created a stress management workshop that I have taught. And, you know, it's different things I'm creating, such as courses for CEs and things like that. And so I just, um, I feel like the more the public hears from nurses, the better perspective they can have. Because I think, again, nurses were literally thrust into the spotlight, but nobody really knew what the nurse's scope was or what their take was or how much they even really had to offer and how much they held down the system. Right. So I think the media track is is a way to kind of expose that too and and just, you know, hearing our stories, our takes and developing programs for workplace wellness and, and things to help nurses because how do you expect broken nurses to go treat broken patients in a broken healthcare system? Say it again. Very good. That's something's got to give. So I, I think this, this is the way, this is at least a starter. I'm only one person, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> hey, you got to start with where we're at. And it just sometimes takes one person. That's awesome, Yvette. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you everyone who's listened and tuned in. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and check out all of our offerings that we've got going on uh, under our Calibri Health Prayer group here with Elite. Thank you everybody for tuning in and Bye. goodbye for now. This podcast featured content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com slash podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits. Take your learning to the next level by subscribing to more podcasts on compelling healthcare topics.